MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. Today, more subpoenas have been issued by the Department of Justice, this time in Pennsylvania. Donald pleads the fifth in the New York Attorney General's investigation. More details emerge in the search warrant executed at Mar-a-Lago. A Trump supporter calling for civil war online is a man awaiting sentencing for his involvement in the attack on the Capitol January 6th. And Republican Rep. Scott Perry's phone was imaged by agents of the Department of Justice Office of Inspector General. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. I think I was pretty close to my 54-second, 52-second prediction. I mean, I think you were. Not as long as yesterday, not as long as tomorrow, (laughs) but yeah. But the news is just as juicy. Also in the news that we're not going to get to today, a federal judge has denied Tom Barrick. Remember that guy? He was indicted on 951 charges, espionage oh, yeah. light charges for, yeah, he was uh, he was the head of Trump's inaugural, but he was lobbying on behalf of the United Arab Emirates and received $374 million in return. And uh, he's been indicted from a, an investigation stemming back to the Mueller probe. Well, he wanted to have his ankle bracelet removed. He said it makes him look guilty. <laughs> <laughs> And the judge says, no, dude, you are a fucking massive flight risk, bro. You are rich. You have jets. You have people in countries without extradition agreements. No, you cannot have your ankle monitor removed. Sorry. But it's so cumbersome. Remember when Manafort had like three? (laughs) He's like, it's just jewelry. (laughs) He had to wear like when we had like multiple swatches uh, in the 80s. Yeah. Multiple just switching bands on his ankle bracelets. <laughs> this is my cool ankle bracelet, my ankle monitoring guard, like a swatch watch guard. Uh, he's accessorizing. But yeah, he didn't. He was like, it makes me look guilty. Yeah. Well, OK, don't be, you know, don't don't do crimes. You want to wear ankle bracelets. <laughs> so that's a story we're not going to get to. We do have a lot of very, very important stuff to get to, including right now, like super breaking news. We'll hit it in the hot notes. Hot notes. So we already know Mar-a-Lago was visited by FBI agents on Monday. After this investigation bubbled along largely out of public view for months, according to The New York Times, word that agents had arrived early Monday morning at the gates of Mar-a-Lago with a search warrant raised new questions about Trump's vulnerability to prosecution and, of course, fueled further partisan division and a lot of speculation. Right. We were all trying to guess what's going on here. Trump's aides and allies intensified their criticism of the search on Tuesday, calling it unnecessary and asserting without citing any evidence that it was a brazen use of prosecutorial power for political purposes on his social media site on Tuesday. The one that's being investigated by federal agents and the SEC and FINRA. Trump cast the search as part of a coordinated attack that includes local and state prosecutors alluding to investigations into him being carried out in Georgia and New York. (laughs) So he's under a lot of criminal investigations right now. Christina Bob, a lawyer and aide to Trump, who said she received a copy of the search warrant, told one investigator that agents were looking for presidential records or any possibly classified material, unquote. So she has the warrant. 
They have the warrant. They could release yeah. it anytime they want. The thing they don't have is the affidavit that's attached to it that has all the information and particulars. But what they do have is a copy of the warrant, which lets them in the house. And they have a copy of the inventory sheet because before the FBI leaves, they have to write down everything they have and, and tell you what they took. At the White House, Biden's press secretary said he had no advance warning, as we talked about. And Garland has maintained public silence about this momentous step. It's not clear, New York Times says, what the agents were looking for or what they took, nor is it clear whether the search was carried out simply to ensure that the documents or other material were properly turned over to the archives, or if it was a possible precursor to a prosecution of Trump for mishandling classified material or obstructing efforts to get it back. National Archives, whose mission it is to preserve government documents, determined last year many important presidential documents that the archivists knew existed were missing and believed to be in Trump's possession. And that set off a lengthy back and forth between the National Archives and Trump's lawyers about what documents he might have taken. Mr. Trump's unwillingness to quickly hand over the documents frustrated archives officials who had grown deeply skeptical throughout the Trump administration that he and his aides followed federal record-keeping laws. Huh. They grew skeptical over the years. Imagine that. <laughs> he was eating, flushing, burning, tearing up documents. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of 2021, Trump resisted requests to give back the stuff. In the meantime, Trump would wave things like the North Korean leader's letters at people as if they were collector's items he was showing off. In January of this year, an official of National Archives flew down to Florida in January to retrieve 15 boxes of documents, gifts, and other government property. When archivists went through the boxes, they found several documents containing sensitive national security information, including some marked classified. Oops. The archivists also discovered Trump had not returned several documents that they believed the former president had in his possession. Around that time, National Archives alerted the Justice Department that it was concerned it had a little concern, a little Susan Collins, about the handling of classified <laughs> documents, which are closely tracked by the government and are supposed to remain within secure channels. And by the spring, the DOJ had taken a range of steps that showed it was conducting an investigation into what happened with the stuff as prosecutors issued a subpoena to the National Archives to obtain the boxes and convened a grand jury. That was a little bit of buried lead that we didn't know about. They convened a grand jury whose term was later extended past its initial expiration date. Investigators began contacting multiple witnesses, including someone named Molly Michael, who's a Trump assistant, signaling that they were seeking information from people close to the former president. During the spring, a group of federal investigators, including the Justice Department's top counterintelligence guy, Jay Bratt, traveled to Mar-a-Lago. Trump met with them briefly and lawyers for Trump were present. In an interview on Tuesday with the right-wing channel Real America's Voice, Ms. Bob, Christina Bob, says she and other Trump lawyers had been extremely cooperative with the FBI during a previous visit when agents were given free access to the building. After counterintelligence guy Bratt and other officials visited Mar-a-Lago, get this, Dana, they subpoenaed the Trump Organization for copies of Mar-a-Lago's surveillance tapes. And that's another huge buried lead. This is in like paragraph 46 of this story. Also, the Trump org handed them over. And now Donald and a right wing news outlet have petitioned the Department of Justice to hand over the warrant affidavit and the warrant and the attached affidavit and everything. Donald has the warrant, according to Christina Bob. But it will be difficult to get the affidavit because releasing that violates Donald's civil rights, which he would have no idea about. And it could jeopardize other investigations. I don't think they'll get it. Judges decide whether to unseal warrants, not the Department of Justice. 
That's a separation of powers issue. Department of Justice has until August 15th to respond to the request to unseal the materials. It'll be interesting to see how they respond. Also, a Newsweek exclusive says that the grand jury that they convened and then extended apparently determined that laws were violated. And that means an indictment. So I has a confused. Because <laughs> we haven't seen an indictment. I'm curious as to that reporting and its accuracy because Newsweek. Absolutely. Did they file an indictment under seal? Did they say this could be uh, illegal and send them down to get more? Like, I don't understand how the grand jury could say somebody broke the law without issuing an indictment. And this is interesting. The Wall Street Journal is reporting an informant tipped off the feds to what documents were still at Trump's gross house and, and where they were being held. And that's very interesting. Yeah. So there's been a lot of speculation as to who that mole could be. I mean, when were they tipped off? Before or after Ivana passed away? I'm just curious. (laughs) I'm just saying, people, it's just a theory. People, I think the most common uh, guess that I'm seeing on Twitter is Baron. Baron. Baron Oh, my God. That would be amazing. But when I find out, I will let everyone know. (laughs) Baron's just, fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of this guy, uh, the the guy who loves to hear his own voice doesn't seem to want to hear it in New York. Donald Trump invoked his Fifth Amendment rights and declined to answer questions from the New York Attorney General at a scheduled deposition Wednesday. This is a quote, under the advice of my counsel, and for all the above reasons, I declined to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. That was from Trump in a statement, which I don't think he wrote because it sounds way too coherent. Now, (laughs) Trump was to be deposed by lawyers from New York Attorney General Letitia James's office as part of a more than three year civil litigation into whether the Trump organization misled lenders. It did. Insurers. It did. And tax authorities by providing them misleading financial statements. They They did. did. Now, Trump said in a post on Truth Social earlier Wednesday morning that he would be seeing James for a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in U.S. history. My great company, myself, are being attacked from all sides. Banana Republic. Now, mm. Trump was seen leaving Trump Tower in New York City on Wednesday morning, and his motorcade arrived at the New York Attorney General's office shortly after that. The scheduled deposition came during an extraordinary legal week for the former guy. On Monday, as we just covered, the FBI executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, his primary residence in Florida in connection with an investigation into the handling of those classified documents. And on Tuesday, a federal court denied his long-running effort to block a House committee from obtaining his tax returns. We covered that yesterday. Now, some of Donald's advisors had advocated that the former president answer questions since he previously testified about his financial statements under oath, while others warned him against providing any answers because of the potential legal jeopardy he may face. (laughs) Really? People familiar with the matter. That's what they told CNN. And of course, the Manhattan district attorney has a separate ongoing criminal investigation into the Trump organization. Now, another consideration, A.G., that has been discussed, the people familiar with this are saying, is that the political implications of not answering questions as Donald is widely expected to announce that he's going to run for president in 2024. So while campaigning in 2016, Trump suggested not answering questions was a sign of guilt. I think he tweeted that only mobsters take the fifth. But Mm -hmm. now at a campaign stop in Iowa in 2016, he also said, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? (laughs) Now, the depositions pose significant legal risk to the Trumps, all of them. If Donald is sued by James and the case goes to trial, the jury can draw an adverse inference 
against him for not answering questions, which could result in a higher judgment against him if he is found liable. Now, if he answers questions, he could open the door to potential civil and criminal liability. So he's between a rock. Yep. Dildo. Yep. Dildo shop and a crematorium. crematorium. He is indeed. Now, the criminal investigation led by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has slowed but not stopped. Earlier this year, Bragg would not authorize prosecutors to present evidence before a state grand jury after raising concerns about the strengths of the case. And that was from CNN. Now, a special grand jury hearing evidence in the case expired in April but a new one could be seated in the future. Now, Bragg told CNN in an interview in April, and this is a quote, anytime you have a parallel civil criminal investigation, if there's testimony in that proceeding, obviously we're going to look at it. Mm. Are they? Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's the fucker that he should have indicted him because they had enough evidence and was like, yeah, the case doesn't seem strong enough and everyone quit. Yeah, those two guys were like, we're out. Yep, done. Peace out. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) And according to Caitlin Pollins at CNN, it's the Department of Justice Office of Inspector General on the warrant for Perry's phone. Remember yesterday I talked about this with Pete Strzok. I was like, now he just said FBI agents. Were they DOJ, OIG agents? I'm not sure. And that makes a difference as to what this could possibly be about. But this was the DOJ OIG, which means this seizure is probably pursuant to the Eastman slash Clark set of crimes, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because Perry introduced Trump to Jeffrey Clark and helped Trump plot to install Jeffrey Clark as attorney general so we could send out those bogus letters and get people to certify fraudulent electors. Now, why this wasn't simply subpoenaed instead of snatched up and imaged and handed back to him tells me there was evidence of a crime on his phone and it had to get got before he fucking flushed it down the toilet with Elise Stefanik. We know Meadows chatted with Perry at least five times on Signal, and we know the Department of Justice got Meadows' phone info back in April. So goddamn it anyways, either Meadows is cooperating or they just have all his communications. Either one is possible. But one, we wouldn't know about it if, if he was cooperating, Meadows. Two, Trump's lawyers advised him to stop talking to Meadows, which is a big sign. And three, Meadows won't answer any questions about January 6th. Oh, and four, Carol Lennig said, you know, watch this space, watch this Meadows situation, big stuff coming. I think DOJ will go dark now until after the elections and they executed these search warrants right before we were 90 days out. When I'm talking about Perry's search warrant, the one on his phone and the Mm -hmm. Mar-a-Lago search warrant. Mm hmm. Those were issued 92 and 91 days away from the election. And now we're at 90 days. So I assume they're going to be dark until after then. But no, there was more, more subpoenas today. Federal investigators delivered subpoenas or paid visits to several House and Senate Republican offices in the Pennsylvania Capitol on Tuesday and Wednesday. And that's according to multiple sources. At least some of the individuals receiving subpoenas were told they were not targets, according to at least six sources reached by Penn Live, who's reporting this, but that they may have information of interest to the FBI. All the sources had been briefed on the investigative moves in some way, but demanded anonymity in order to discuss them. The information being requested centered around U.S. Representative Scott Perry, Republican of Pennsylvania, and his effort to seek alternate electors as part of former President Trump's effort to remain in office. Perry, a York County Republican in his fifth term in the House, has come under as much scrutiny as any Pennsylvania officeholder over his involvement in Trump's efforts to stay in power. 
The primary focus on Perry from multiple congressional investigations that have played publicly has been his connection to Jeffrey Clark, one of the few Department of Justice officials who appeared to be sympathetic to Trump's fake claims that the vote in several swing states had been rigged against him. Democratic staff on the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee reported in October it was Perry who introduced Clark to Trump shortly before Christmas 2020. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) And the House Select Committee investigating the circumstances around the 1-6 attack on the Capitol has turned up other evidence of Perry communicating with Trump's White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows about Jeffrey Clark. And that's one of those conversations I was telling you about where they're like, let's move to signal. So... Eastman, Clark, Perry are fucked, and you can't have Eastman be fucked without Trump also being fucked. Let's hope it. Let's hope it. All right, this last story in this segment, and his fucking name is everywhere in the news. My God, some users on a pro-Trump internet forum told users to, quote, lock and load, agitated for civil war, and urged protesters to head to Mar-a-Lago in the hours after news broke that the FBI searched the former president's Florida compound on Monday. One user posting about, quote, the Civil War shortly after the search was Tyler Welsh Slaker. Now, he's a Washington state man, and he's awaiting sentencing for storming the fucking Capitol on January 6th. He's awaiting sentencing. This is probably not the best thing for him to do. Okay? Now, <laughs> he's not we, been sentenced He yet, has right? not been like, sentenced, and he's like, let's go to Civil War. Oh, this is a public domain? <laughs> Fuck. Like, this shit isn't going to be brought up in the sentencing here, Oh, right? good Lord. A report in December by Advanced Democracy, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit investigative group, it found that Slaker posted to the pro-Trump internet forum, The Donald, under the username BananaGuard62. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, I'm sorry, people. On Monday night, BananaGuard62. I've like, I just feel like there's a meeting like, well, we got, no eye and lefty and one foot and banana guard 62 like what what i don't know how that one didn't get workshopped more well on monday night ag banana can we just call him can we call him banana hammock i mean are there 61 other banana guards we need to talk about (laughs) (laughs) right he could only get you could only get 60 how often did he try every other fucking number so he posted a top reply to the lock and load post this is a quote We are not in a cold civil war at this point, the account asked. Another user responded several points ago. Another top reply to Slaker quoted a notorious anti-Semitic Nazi rallying cry because fuck those guys. Now, in the months before January 6th, Slaker had posted selfies to his Banana Guard 62 account, and he would later appear in the photos with the Capitol riot and arrest records. He would appear with the Capitol riot and arrest records, people. On January 6th, he uploaded a photo of himself watching Trump's speech from a tree, a tree in the ellipse. Metadata from that photo confirms it was taken by Slaker. And that's according to Advanced Democracy Report. NBC News has also seen the photo and its metadata, so we know that that's legit. In the minutes after the news of the search broke, users on a pro-Trump forum like The Donald a Reddit-like website that was used to provide logistics before the Capitol riot urged immediate violence, asking questions like, when does the shooting start? Huh. Yeah, and calling upon Donald to summon militias. Mm. Shit, shit could have gotten so much worse than it did, and it was already fucking awful. Now, the most popular comment responding to the news up- upvoted over 1,200 times was simply the words lock and load. That was it. Lock and load. 1,200. times. My mediocre dick jokes get like 3,600 upvotes. So (laughs) 
Whatever. And later that night, A.G. Slaker clarified. He clarified it in a reply that he could not be more specific about his Civil War post. He said, I'm awaiting sentencing for trespassing. <laughs> in the. I can't make this shit up. I'm awaiting sentencing for trespassing into the Capitol. I am only being careful with my words. <laughs> hey, Banana Hammock, can you tell us more about this Civil War? I'd Jesus. love to, but I'm going to be sentenced to He November. really should have gone with Banana Hammock 69 instead of Banana Guard 62. <laughs> That's AOL.angelfire. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Jack Wobble, his, his, he's being scheduled to be sentenced on November 16th before Judge Paul Friedman of the U.S. District Court of Washington. So he's getting ready to be sentenced, and I guarantee all this shit's going to be brought up. I'd love to tell you. Sir, do you have remorse for storming the Capitol? I do. Are you sure? Because you called for civil war and lock and load on your fucking public forum, you jackass. But I didn't give any details about my civil war plans. So Because I was being very careful with my words. Because <laughs> I didn't want to piss you off, judge. <laughs> uh, want to see my banana hammock? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's breaking news. Should I tell you what it is? Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. Yes. No, I kind of got a the headline is from Rolling Stones with feds circling. Trump has been asking his allies who's wearing a wire. Who's the rat? (laughs) Oh, my God. Donald Trump is worried he may have a rat or multiple rats in his midst. He's wondering if the phones are tapped or if one of his buddies could be wearing a wire. Oh my so I'm going to get more into that story. We'll do we'll cover this. I cannot wait to hear who flipped on this son of a bitch. They're wondering that, too, according to Rolling Stone. They're pretty sure some key aide or aides have flipped, quote unquote. Trump world is abuzz with speculation about which close aides have flipped and provided additional sensitive information to the FBI about what Trump was keeping at his Florida estate. Later that day, intelligence writer William Arkin reported the raid on Mar-a-Lago was based largely on information from an FBI confidential human source. And I guess one Trump advisor told Rolling Stone Tuesday, MAGA loyalists have been asking to pass their suspicions to Trump, telling him not to trust certain individuals. This is like Game of fucking Thrones with the the whispers guy and the the little finger guy. And, you know, uh, this is just this palace intrigue, but at the shittiest palace on the planet. I'm all about a red wedding. If you ever saw the episode, you'd be all about it, too. Let's do it. Mm, yeah, let's just give Trump to Brienne of Tarth and and have have her travel him to the jail in D.C. <laughs> oh my God, uh, with the Oath Keeper. All righty, funny, funny. We're going to talk about that more in depth tomorrow, but right now we really do need some good news. So we'll be right back with that after this quick break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Ag. I used to have sleep problems. You know it. I know it. I talk about it all the time. And then I ordered a custom mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper, and I need a medium firm bed. And it is the best mattress I have ever owned, hands down, head and shoulders. There is a 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model, and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps with no risk. It is such a great deal, and they're so beautiful and wonderful, and sleep is so important. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand. It provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So head to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take the quiz, order the mattress that you're matched to, and it'll come right to your door, shipped completely free, and you can start experiencing the best night's sleep of your life. 
As you know, Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And doctors of sleep medicine and chiropractors constantly recommend Helix as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. For our listeners, just head to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey everyone, it's AG from Muller She Wrote and the Daily Beans. And Steve Pearson from the How We Win podcast. We're bringing together some of our besties for a live super pod to raise money for the How We Win Fund and elect Democrats in November. Featuring us, of course. The hilarious Frangela duo. Ben and Brett Mazelis from the Midas Touch podcast. And the one and only Kathy Griffin. Join us on Monday, August 22nd at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to HowWeWinLive.com and get your tickets now. That's HowWeWinLive.com. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. <laughs> the good news is just sort of icing on the cake these days with all what with all these subpoenas and search warrants and you know Eastman standing at his door, can I put on some pants? No, no, sir, no, you can't. You can't. And you in. know what made me a little sick is when you said the election was ninety days out. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's ninety days away. Oy. 89 if you count like because people are listening to this on Thursday right but good news nonetheless if you have any good news confessions corrections what the mutt dog pictures cat pictures any pet pictures New York wild I I love those guys Um, anything you want to send will be stories your small business you want to shout out for that your own uh, dolly or crayon (laughs) mashups are always fun and if you just want to pour a giant heaping spoonfuls of praise upon your significant other or child or somebody in your life, I would love to read that too. So you send it in at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And August 22nd, Largo in Los Angeles, me, Frangela, How We Win podcast, the Midas Touch guys, Kathy Griffin, and we are now in talks with some other fucking spectacular guests. You can get tickets at howwewinlive.com. Get them, scoop them up now before they're sold out. All right, first up, from Anonymous, pronouns she and her, dearest AG and Dana, can I tell you how much you all brighten my otherwise drab commute each day? I love my wife to death, but when she turned 55, she thought we needed to move into an over 55 community. It just happens to be in the reddest town in an otherwise lovely blue Massachusetts. Fortunately, I just found like-minded individuals to make good trouble with, and I'm so happy. Nice. I'm sending a pet pic of my rescue from Puerto Rico, Stella. She is practicing her leave skills by not stealing her mama's socks and running away with them, which is one of her favorite games. P.S. She does have a knee-high fetish. Oh, my God. She's like, what, I can't. I can't just grab these and run. <laughs> oh, look at the face. So adorable. Thank you for sending that in. All right. This next one's from Kat. Pronounce she and her. I've been wanting to write this one in, and Matt's spouse story inspired me. First segment name pitch, spouse shout out, or signifrif. That's cute. Or better half hash. Next, the good news. I recently got married, 
good news within good news and started a new job. Another good news Easter egg. But in doing so, have to commute and spend several long days away from home. Now, my husband, who works from home, has started unloading the entire dishwasher, a chore we have traditionally split 50-50. I'm bottom rack. He's top rack, in case you were wondering. Hmm. <laughs> I can't. I'm just going to keep reading. Please. My love language is acts of service, so this does it for me. My husband is the fucking best. Now, if I ever get the chance during the week... I see if I can unload the whole dishwasher for him. I know this is a little thing. We're not saving lives or doing the amazing stuff that Matt's wife does. <laughs> but those little things really add up during the week and end up making my day or week that much better. Aww. For Pod Pet Tax, please meet my litter mate orphans that I rescued over seven years ago. The big orange tabby is Harry, and he's now 19-pound mama's boy that loves food and going out on our patio and the angle wrapped in a fluffy torby. Tortoiseshell Tabby, adorable. Cat wrapper is Murphy. So the cat wrapped around is Murphy. And she loves playing on the stairs and flopping like an otter on her daddy's lap. Uh, I think we had a typo. I think she meant angel, the angel wrapped. Oh, yeah, probably the angel, the angle wrapped. Yep, angel. And a fluffy Torby cat wrapper is Murphy. Thank you for that correction. And yes, it was a typo. Oh, my God. Look at the cat. Third picture. That is a very fat cat showing the belly. Hello, Chonkums. Yes, Chonkums, indeed. I didn't mean to fat shame the cat. Chonkums is a much better word. Looks just like my Emma Sue. Mm, So great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you very, very much. Next up from Sheila, pronouns she and her. Dear AG and DG, I went to my iPhone music library and your podcast logo has magically and mysteriously taken over any song that doesn't have cover art. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. it's a deal I put uh, I put together. Um, no, it's, I'm kidding. That's what a weird glitch. It's okay with me because you keep me sane and boil down the political news to its sometimes scary, often silly essence. I frequently share what I learned from you with my three Democratic neighbors who wonder how I know things before they're in the mainstream media. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That is the coolest compliment. Uh, somehow we ended up living next to each other in a very red town in Tennessee. I have managed to scout out other like-minded people who like to keep a low profile. There are more of us than the townsfolk know about. For my pet tax, here are pictures of my eight-year-old gray and white cat, Juliet, and our one-year-old Flynn. Juliet used to terrorize my labs. Now Flynn terrorizes her. Karma's a bitch. Oh, ship of fools. No. <laughs> oh my <laughs> that's God, awesome. that's funny. It looks like the because you're the premium feed that if there's no art, our art pops up. That's nice. That's... Look how beautiful this cat is. Oh, a little snowball with the gray. Oh, uh, look at the ear, the one ear to yep. the side. Mm, skeptical uh-huh. cat is skeptical. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. This is from Paula Pronoun. She and her Hello Beans Queens. When I saw the episode titled From Boots to Suits, I had a moment of cognitive dissonance because I also follow a farm sanctuary channel that is From Suits to Boots. It's another, <laughs> it's another place where you never know what the day will bring, but there will always be some shit. <laughs> also, last week when Dana was gone, I was listening while in my car, and AG was talking so fast that I wondered if she had extra coffee since she wouldn't have DG to jazz her up. Now, after the Hot Notes segment, it dawned on me that maybe it was my phone. And sure enough, it was running at 1.25 times the speed. So I have no idea how it got that way since I didn't even know where to look for that setting. <laughs> oh, my God. For pet tax, I include two pictures of my cat, Bella, one in her full long hair glory and another in her happiest state, just after getting a lion cut. 
Also included is last year's kittens from my cat rescue. The rescue is called Fluff Responders Animal Rescue. Oh my God. I know, because two of our co-founders are first responders. We are located in North Carolina and are at Rescue Fluff on Twitter. Our adoptable kitties can be seen on Pet Finder. Look at this first cat. Look at that m- mantle, oh, the mane. Um, look at the next <laughs> picture. <laughs> the lion cut. And they love it because it's they? just so freeing and oh they're not God. hot. Do and they though? <laughs> look at the little boots. Uh, oh my God. That's <laughs> oh, so great. Oh, and look at the kitten. Uh, as a dog lover, I'm just going to trust you that these cats are okay with this. Oh, they they do. They love it because okay. it's there's so much fur to groom and dander, and it's hot. And yeah, it's, you know, it's a pain. Th- this is when I would be the l- least uh, um, allergic to this cat. By the way, when it was half naked, <laughs> that's a very different cat. <laughs> oh my god, I love it though. So cute. Thank you for sending those in. Thanks to everybody for sending in your good news. If you have good news or corrections, confessions, anything you want to send in, lion cuts. I love lion cuts. Do the spouse shout out. Um, the signif riff, whatever we want to call it. I have, we'll, we'll, we'll think of a name, but you know, just heap some, heap some loving on your, on your significant other or anybody in your life. Who's just amazing. That kind of stuff is so awesome because it's important that we lift each other up. It's part of what I talk about when I sign off and speaking to that, Dana, do you have any final thoughts? Not today. All right. Well, everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG and I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. I'm totally innocent, but who's wearing a wire? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I have to tweet that. Oh my God. Yeah, you do.